It was several years ago. I don't remember exactly the year, but the children and I and everybody were a few years younger then. I was in our bedroom sitting in a chair that is in the room, and I believe I was reading and working on a couple of things, and I observed the following. My dear wife was busy with the kids in the other room. She came into our room. There's a bathroom there. and went to the little girl's room and shut the door. Uh, not, I kid you not, not more than 10 seconds later comes the dog, little Charlie, looking around, kind of wandering through, sees the door shut and just plants himself right there. Not even a minute after Charlie had come in and planted himself, uh, my youngest daughter comes in. Now, she's hollering, mom, mom, and... I said, well, she's, she's in a little girl's room. She'll, she'll be out in a minute. What do you need? How can I help you? She just looks at me. She looks at the door, lets out a sigh, and says, I'll just wait for mom. <laughs> and she leaves, and no kidding, a minute later, Tyler comes in and says, Ma, sees me, <laughs> sees the door. He's old enough to know, and he just says, I'll come back. (laughs) It occurred to me in that moment how much moms have on them. This parade of people that are utterly dependent on them in every single way. And that's a blessing. That also can be a burden. And uh, every mother knows that feeling of just needing a moment's peace. Just needing a minute to yourself and not even being able to have that. Well, this morning as we think about honoring the women who give us so much, honoring the women that make sacrifices in so many ways, uh, we're going to talk about a story about a woman who was not yet a mom and how she dealt with that as we talk about uh, and think about um, mothers. The challenge with preaching on Mother's Day is kind of, what do you say? Because, first of all, I have no personal experience in motherhood, okay? So obviously, just get that perspective out of the way. And, and the other part of it is there's so many different perspectives on Mother's Day. For some, Mother's Day is a, is a wonderful day. It's a, it's a day to, I mean, your mother was a, a blessing to you. You can go to church with her. Some of you here this morning, and you are here because your mother just wants her family to be at church. And you're blessing her by being here. And that's a good thing. But for some people, this Mother's Day is a little more hard because you lost your mom and you miss your mom. And you wish you could be, be with her. And she's a great blessing to you. And there's just an ache there that no one else can, can quite fill. And so it's, it's hard. It, it can be hard if, you, if, you had, uh, if you're unable to be a mom. Uh, we've had women over the years in a state of just unable to have children for whatever reason. And I've known young women to say, I avoid church on Mother's Day. Because I know what's coming. And, and, and so to you, we, we, we acknowledge your, your pain and, and understand that, that our, our hearts go out to you. 
Um, and so there's just a lot of different perspectives on this day and how to preach it and all of that. Uh, I find that it's helpful in thinking about, since I'm not a mom, uh, to get another mom's perspective. So I ask different moms in the congregation. Uh, I talked to one mom. Uh, she doesn't go here, but uh, her name is Janet. And she said this about motherhood, and I thought it was really good. It was a quote. She said, motherhood is one of the most least stressful, most rewarding jobs I've ever had. Uh, Janet, age 32, said that. So, <laughs> Motherhood is a little challenging. Okay, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of aspects to it. Mother's Day sermons can be too as well. So I ask for your grace this morning as we, as we talk about this, and I hope that what we talk about this morning will be a blessing to you. I want you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. As you turn there, I want you to know my hope is that the message of Hannah and the hope that she had... Uh, will be a bless, blessing to you, whether you're a mom or not. I think this lesson applies both ways. Samuel's the story, uh, first, book of 1 Samuel is a story of the Old Testament prophet who was the voice of God, represented the voice of God. It's uh, a history during the Israel's history when they were a united kingdom, and Samuel was the prophet, the main prophet in this time. And this book is writing about his his story and his impact and on the kingdom. He, uh, he would be the voice of God. He would be the representative to, to God, to King Saul, David, and Solomon. So this, this man, this prophet, would have a great impact. And in 1 Samuel 1, we read the story of his beginning with the story of his parents, Elkanah and his mother, Hannah. And Hannah was not in a blessed period in her life. She was very hurt. And so we're going to look at that in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hopefully you are there. She was a woman who had hurt, yet despite her hope, hurt, she had hope. Let's read in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Uh, we're going to start in verse 10. Now there's verses preceding that that um, you should read, but uh, we're just going to jump in to the story at verse 10. Now, uh, Hannah is barren. She's unable to have children. And starting verse 10, we read this. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give your servant a son then I will give to him, to the Lord, all the days of his life, and no razor shall touch his head. Hannah was deeply hurt in her barrenness, but she did something in her distress and in her sorrow that is really important for us to take hold of. Because as wonderful as Mother's Day is, whether you're mom or not, Life is real, and there's a lot of hurts and a lot of, a lot of just tough stuff that people are going through. And Hannah's example here is beautiful. In her distress, in her sorrow, she turns to the Lord. She turns herself fully toward Him. And this is a, really something that we need to take hold of in our lives. When you have a hurt, 
whether it's a, a small hurt or a big hurt, I want you to, to encourage you to follow Hannah's example and turn to the Lord and seek his face as Hannah did. If you want to turn to the New Testament, here's a verse that will be helpful to you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. If you don't know where that is, page 1,298 in the Pew Bible will get you there. 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, Peter writes these words. He says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. This is an important thing that needs, I, I want to just park on for just a minute. Everyone has hurt. Everyone has a place in their life. We just, there is really, it's all outside of your hands. There is nothing that you can do. And, and you just have to do what First Peter calls us to do, to cast your cares, your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I suspect that there were other barren women in the time of Hannah. Uh, in that time, certainly, uh, you know, without all medical technology that we have available to us today, a barren woman was just without a lot of options. And as her friends began to have children and began to experience the blessing of that and begin to grow their families, a woman's purpose and a woman's um, identity was so wrapped up within her role as a mother. And can you just imagine your all everything that you are and everything that you do and everything that you're about in one role and you are unable to fulfill that role? The emptiness that you would feel, and especially when it's outside of your control. What do you do with that? Well, Hannah did the right thing. I, I suppose a woman in that position can go through a lot of emotions and go through a lot of things and, and you know, grow bitter and grow cold and grow angry. But Hannah avoided that path, and she decided instead to cast her cares upon the Lord. And the difference, the difference between those two paths is really important. Everyone has hurt. The question is, how will you handle your hurt? And when you are hurt, will you turn to God? Will you cast it to him as Hannah did? Another way to ask is, will you get bitter or will you get better? God is the only one who can make that happen. Hannah turned to God. Though she was empty, though she was without really hope. And we, there's no promise that we know that was made to her that, that, that the child was owed her or due her. She just didn't have any other options, so she turned to the Lord and cast her cares upon him. And why she did that? You see, Hannah was empty, and though she was empty, she continued to keep pouring herself to the Lord. We're back in First Samuel now. We're still in chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 12. 
And so she continued to pray before the Lord. Eli, who is uh, the priest, observed her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart, but only her lips moved, and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli took her to be a drunken woman, and Eli said to her, How long will you go on being drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered, No, my Lord, I'm a woman troubled in spirit. I have, neither, I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for all along I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation. Whether you're a mom or not, we live in a culture full of people that are filled with great anxiety and vexation. And sometimes, even in your attempt to turn to the Lord, you can be misunderstood, as Hannah was. Hannah was hurt, but her hope in God was steadfast. She was troubled in her heart, but trusting in her soul. She did the right thing, and and she kept pouring out to the Lord. And even though she was understood, even by the man of God himself, she didn't let that stop her. Despite being empty, Hannah kept pouring. She poured even of her emptiness into God. And if you've come to worship this morning, maybe you're just here because mom asked you to be here. Uh, Maybe you've just been, like you have been emptied this past year. Everything, physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever, for whatever reason, and you're empty. I want to encourage you, in, in, even in the state of your emptiness, where you think, I have nothing left to give, then you are in a great position to come to the Lord, to realize that He's your hope. He's your fulfillment. If you want to turn to the book of Psalms and go to Psalm 121, I have a, a psalm that I think will be an encouragement for you. There's 150 of them there. They're all good, but I want to encourage you to go to Psalm 121. The psalmist says in Psalm 121, 1 and 2, he says this, I lift up my eyes to the hills. This is Psalm 121. And the psalmist asks this question, from where does my help come? Where does my help come? Who helps you? <laughs> Who is it you, you turn to? When, um, I'll go back to moms directly. When you feel overwhelmed, when you feel just the weight and the pressure when you feel like just everything's on you and everyone's depending you, depending on you, where does your help come from? The psalmist answers the question. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Isn't that beautiful? It, you might, it, maybe you would answer the question, uh, my, mothers, where, who is your help? You might say, well, I call my mom. And that's good because she's got the wisdom of experience and years and comfort. But what happens when your mom's not there? Where does your help come from? There's all sorts of people that we can turn to, but God is the one of infinite 
resources. He is the only one who will always be there. As the psalmist says, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who makes the heavens and the earth. His power is without end. His majesty, his sovereignty, his glory, and his strength are all yours freely to avail yourself of. But you have to be willing to turn to him as Hannah did. And though you, in your emptiness, you can pour yourself out to the Lord. The Lord answers... He answers beautifully, but not immediately. Let's look at verse 17. 1 Samuel 1. Then Eli answered, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition that you have made to him. And she said, Let your servant find favor in your eyes. The woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. God answered her anxiety. But, but I want to make this point, and it's important for you to write down. God answered her anxiety in due time. God, God It wasn't immediately. We know there was some time that it took between the time of the, the answer to that prayer to the, to the culmination when she was holding her baby boy. This is important. Keep reading in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Verse 19, they, they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord. Then they went back to their house at Ramah, and Elkanah knew his, Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And in due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. And she called his name Samuel, for she said, I have asked for him from the Lord. Hannah was hurt, but her hope was steadfast because her hope was in the Lord, you see. She trusted God was listening. Though no one else could hear her words, she believed and knew that God could hear her words and that he was the only one that mattered. And the scripture says that in due time, he gave her a son who heard God's voice. I love that. I love the connection between how God heard Hannah when no one else did, and gave her a son who would hear from the Lord when very few did. Many years ago, uh, after a Mother's Day sermon, I came up to the foyer and, and a young girl came up to me. She was married. She and her husband at that time did not have any children And she was sad, and she wept, and I did my best to console her, and I prayed with her. She said, I don't know why God has chosen not to bless us with children. We are trying, we're making the effort, and we're going through all of the steps, but the door seems to be closed. And I encouraged her to keep turning to the Lord to keep knocking on the door, and that I believed that God would answer her in due time. In due time, God did answer. And now today, uh, they have two beautiful children. She's a great mother. If you're hearing this this morning, and you're in that position, I want to encourage you to remember the encouragement of the Scripture, that the Lord answered Hannah, but not immediately. 
The Lord answered her in due time, yea, in the right time. And that's an important word for us to hear. Turn to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Another scripture to remind us of this importance that we come to the Lord with, the, the attitude that we come to him as we pray. Chapter 4, verses 6 and following. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. That doesn't mean that your anxiety is instantly, as soon as you say amen, stilled. But in time, in due time, God will answer in the right way. Verse 7, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When you have the problems, when you have the burdens, when you have anxiety, when you have uh, all of this pressure laying down on you, I want to encourage you to turn to the Lord and let him give you the peace that passes all understanding. That's the only answer that I know of as the answer for anxiety. Whether it's the anxiety that Hannah has or just the anxiety that our culture has, may we still learn this lesson that the peace that passes all understanding comes from the Prince of Peace. We've got to turn to Him. It's not going to come from any externals. It's not even going to come from any internals. It's going to come from the eternal. And we've got to keep our minds stayed on Him. His He alone will give us perfect peace. Mom or not, here's three lasting lessons that I hope we can take from Hannah's story. And of course, we know that she goes on to give birth to a son who will be the prophet for Israel. Here are some lessons that we can take from her story and apply them to ours. Number one, hold on to hope. No matter how deep the hurt, no matter how empty you feel, there is a deeper hope. There is a longer lasting fulfillment with God. Seek him. In her barrenness, in her emptiness, Hannah still went to the temple to pray. She still sought the Lord's face. She still kept seeking his name. She was holding on to something. She was holding on to the hope that only God provides. Number two, may we persist in prayer. Hannah was a faithful prayer, even when she was misunderstood at times. Uh, I'll say this. Many of us are here today due to the prayers of your mother. Whether it was praying for you that you would be brought into their world, whether it was praying with you as they were raising you up, maybe it was praying with you literally as you kneel, they kneeled beside your bedside at night, whether it was praying silently in an unseen area of your home, for you during the hardest, most pressing parts of your life. Many of us are where we are due to the prayers of our mothers. And mothers, let that be a lesson for us. When it feels like there's so much that you cannot do, you can always pour your soul out to the Lord in prayer. This past week, I was in Malibu, California, and... um, There's an interesting 
history on an area out there. Uh, St. Augustine said that he was who he was because of his praying mother. And her name was Monica. And so the Santa Monica Mountains is that area that was named for Augustine's mother and for the holy work that she did. Mothers, you need to know that you are engaged in holy work and that the work you do has very little to do with, you know, keeping track of crayons and cleaning up the goldfish in the pews and and keeping the children entertained and keeping them clothed and doing all of the things that mothers do. It has everything to do with partnering with God and joining him in the holy work of raising children. Many of us are who we are today and are where we are today because of the prayers of our mother. So may we persist in prayers, be it, (laughs) be we mothers or not. And finally, may you give thanks. When you, when God answers your prayers, I want to encourage you to return to the Lord as Hannah did. Look at verse 27 at the end of this story. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition that I made to him. And therefore, I have lent him to the Lord. See, Hannah understood her role as a steward of young Samuel. Therefore, as long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. May we hold on to hope. May we persist in our prayers. And may we give thanks to all the prayers that God has answered came home from the airport yesterday, and I saw motherhood in a picture. You ready for it? Here it is. This is motherhood in a picture. I do not know this woman, but I do understand this woman. As a young mom, she has everything and everyone on her, depending upon her. She's got backpack, she's got a baby on the front, she's got her bag, she's got the child's bag, she's got the young little girl next to her, and she is managing all of this. And, and, and moms, probably more than anyone else here in person or watching online, can identify with the struggle of this picture, of just having all of it on you. And the, the only answer to carrying all that you mothers have to carry is to make sure you find your strength in the Lord and to make sure that you cast your burdens to him and to make sure that you partner with God in the holy work of raising those young children, not so much to love you, oh, they will, (laughs) but to love him. You see, this young mother is guiding her children down the jetway toward the airplane. She's guiding them ever so gently, ever so patiently, She's getting them in their seats. She's getting them where they need to go, putting the luggage up. She is working through this. What is her job? She's trying to get her children home. Moms, this is the holy work of God. Not to get your children into the best schools or the the right group of friends or to a certain level of income or a certain level of success. Those things may or may not happen. Your job as a mother 
is to help guide your children through the journey of life to get them home to be with their father, to be in eternity with him, that you may join them there. This is the holy work of God, so do not take it lightly. It is a blessing. Yes, I know there are burdens that come with it, but it is a blessing because it's the holy work of God. And because it's his work, only he can give you the strength, the peace, and the hope that you need to do his work. Despite her burdens, Hannah's hope in God never wavered. I'm convinced of that. She put all her worries, all her anxieties, everything she carried into God's hands. This morning, I want to encourage you, if you're a mom, put all of that in God's hand and keep focused on the destination. Yes, sometimes a flight's going to get delayed. Sometimes there's going to be all sorts of things in the way, but keep focused on the destination and getting your children home. And if you're here this morning and you've got some burdens, you feel like this mom, you're just carrying so much, I want to encourage you to lay those down at the feet of Jesus. That's the only place I can tell you to lay down those burdens because God is the only one who can handle all of those things. May we follow follow, uh, Hannah's example and, and hold on to the hope that she had. Our eternal hope, of course, is in Jesus Christ. He is the one that we take all of our burdens to. He is the one where we lay all those burdens down. And if you need to lay those burdens down this morning, we're going to have an opportunity for you to do that. Simply go to the back here at this next song. Our shepherds will be there. If you're a mom and you're just in an area of struggle, you'd like our shepherds to pray with you, they'll be glad to do that. If you're a dad and you're, you're struggling too, we'd be glad to help you as well and pray for you and provide you whatever resources we can to help you spiritually in the journey. But maybe you haven't started that journey Maybe you need to confess faith in Christ and put him on in baptism this morning. We'll be glad to help you with that as well. Whatever need you have this morning, if you do have one, I want to ask you to respond in a public way. You'll simply go to the back after as we sing this song. Jace, let's sing this song, and if you have any need, please head to the back. Let's sing.